Welcome to the Down to Earth Astrology podcast brought to you by Primal Girl Wellness and Ms. Jenny. Today's podcast will be an examination of Ghislaine Maxwell, socialite, sexual predator, and gender traitor. So for those of you who are, I don't know, living under a rock, um, Ghislaine Maxwell is the woman who is the right-hand personal assistant and uh, sometimes beard or disguise for Jeffrey Epstein, the sexual predator uh, who, who, air quotes, killed himself uh, in jail before many wealthy, powerful people could be exposed for their solicitation and sexual assault of underage girls. Ms. Maxwell has just been arrested this week, uh, and uh, of course, we drew up some charts for the date, time, and location of the arrest, because we do have that information, um, as well as some other key dates. Uh, and all of this is written down in the podcast with pictures. So if you're listening to the podcast, oh, sorry, the blog, <laughs> you might want to swing over to the blogs uh, when you have time so you can actually see the images uh, that I am referring to. So here we go. Ghislaine Maxwell, socialite, sexual predator, and gender traitor. Also known as a greedy little status seeker disguised as lost little girl looking for a father figure. And also soon to be convicted felon who will learn the cost of being a gender traitor amongst the rank and file of other felons who were also betrayed by adult men and women when they were young. The fun ride is finally and absolutely over for her. Personal note, when I did her chart, I couldn't actually find a time of birth for Ghislaine Maxwell, so I spent the better part of an entire day working on a rectified chart using the major events in her life and my understanding of natal charts and, you know, what we might expect to see with different configurations and ascendants. Um, below is the chart I decided on with two of the most important events uh, recent events that occurred. Her natal chart is the one to the far left with 13 Gemini rising and below what you'll find is an image of three charts. The left is her natal chart, the middle is the relocated chart to Bradford, New Hampshire where she was arrested, and the final chart on the far right is the chart for the time, day, and location of the arrest. Later, I would see a chart someone else was using for a discussion about her with a birth time attached. I asked how they determined the birth time, and, of course, it appears that there is a recorded time floating around. I just didn't see it. So the good news is I was accurate within three degrees of the recorded birth time. In reality, Ghislaine was born at home, and this three degree difference is equal to approximately 12 minutes of clock time, so it's entirely possible that both of our times may be slightly inaccurate by a couple of minutes, and the middle time between the two would be more or less the accurate time. Because timekeepers and live births in non-clinical settings during modern times don't lend themselves to atomic clock accuracy. Because, you know, childbirth, it's messy and chaotic. So the bad news, of course, is that I spent over a full day doing rectification work that I didn't need to, instead of doing something else, like, I don't know, maybe starting my blog post about this earlier than now. <laughs> I have to say it was good practice, and I did have the opportunity to be affirmed in my accuracy, so I'm actually happy that I found the recorded birth time chart to verify my findings. 
Below is the chart with the official recorded time, since there are only three minutes of difference between my Rectify chart and the recorded birth time chart, I'm going to keep using the Rectify chart I came up with for this post. Now, the only thing that changes between the charts is Neptune will move from the 6th house in the recorded time birth chart to the cusp of the 6th house in the rectified one. It's a significant difference in how Neptune is emphasized more than which house it's in, and we'll talk about that later. And below you'll see a picture of a birth chart with a recorded birth time for Gillian Maxwell, showing a 10 degree Gemini ascendant instead of 13. One of the most outstanding things about Ghislaine's arrest is that it occurred under the 13 Capricorn eclipse we all just went through. If you look at the eclipse pattern against her natal chart, you will see that the eclipse was not in any exact hard aspect to anything in her natal chart. In fact, the only exact aspects we can see are a supportive sextile and trine to her natal Neptune, along with a quincunx to her natal moon. A sextile, trine, and quincunx? I mean, these are hardly something we would expect to bring the FBI banging on our door when we're hiding out in our mansion in a remote, multi-acre wooded property in the middle of that place where rich folks go to avoid civilization but still be able to get proper wine and cell phone reception. <laughs> now, the eclipse is within a few scant degrees of the ICMC, or the Imium Coeli and the Medium Coeli, right across the top and bottom of the chart, making its presence in her life still a very visible one, and of course making her very visible to the rest of us after a year of hiding from the public following Jeffrey Epstein's death. And then below is an image of a bi-wheel with the inner ring, the chart for the eclipse, and the outer ring, Ghislaine's natal chart. So where's all the gun smoke, the blazing fireworks, the thundering clamor of hooves as the cosmic cavalry rides in? I mean, if astrology works, there has to be something significant we can see here, or are we just making it up as we go along, right? Well, baby cakes, have no fear. Remember, astrology is about combinations and patterns, not singular planets or aspects to tell the tale. Let's step back and take another look at what was happening on the morning of her arrest, and then we can circle back to this. Below is a triwheel chart. The inside ring is the date and time of her arrest in Bradford, New Hampshire. In the rings outside of it, using the Ascendant and Midhaven for the arrest chart, are her natal chart relocated to Bradford, New Hampshire, and the outermost chart is her chart from the birthplace in Maison Lafitte, France. And forgive me if I'm murdering the pronunciation of Maison Lafitte. Her relocated chart is being used because it presents some interesting astrological patterns that we will discuss more in later in this post. So bear with me. And below that, now we have an image of a triwheel. The inner chart is, of course, the chart for the arrest. The middle wheel is the relocated chart for Ghislaine in Bradford, New Hampshire, and the outermost wheel is her natal chart. At the moment of her arrest, notice that Uranus is at 9 degrees 55 minutes Taurus at the very top of her chart. And for that, I'm sorry, at the very top of her chart for that moment in Bradford, New Hampshire. If you look, you will also see that square her natal midhaven and square the relocated ascendant for her in Bradford, New Hampshire. 
If that isn't a strong double whammy configuration promising that Uranus in Midhaven would be activated and be dramatically visible in our life, then nothing is. What does Uranus rule in our natal chart and personal life? Are you ready to start laughing? Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius, and Aquarius is the sign ruler of her ninth house. That's the house of one, <laughs> law, legalities, long-range future planning, two, international travel, long-distance places, foreigners, and three, mentors, teachers, gurus, among many other things. Now, she is Gemini rising, and what is interesting is that our Mer retrograde Mercury right now is in exact opposition to her natal Mercury at the time of her arrest. What does Mercury rule in her chart? Well, it rules her first house of identity, and it's also her chart ruler, making it doubly important and visible, as well as ruling her fourth house of, ready, home, and the end of the matter, among other things. If this sounds ominous, it should, considering it happened under the umbrella of that gnarly lunar eclipse that also occurred in her fourth house and lit up her tenth house of public image and status. However, this is Mercury, and if that makes it seem pretty neutral and petty to you when we compare it to the magnitude of an FBI raid on your house and arresting you for international sex trafficking, I agree with you. I mean, come on. It is Mercury, and chart ruler or no chart ruler, Mercury is not known for dropping atomic bombs as it transits across your chart as its own signature move like, I don't know, Pluto. Oh, but wait, there is more. Remember Mars and Aries is going to be an instigating, yo, come at me, bro. Here, hold my beer. Daredevil or provocative son of a bitch all through July and until we get to September with August being the worst to come. P.S. Word to the wise, de-escalation skills will save more than one life this summer. Learn them, apply them, and don't tempt fate or test the determination of people who don't want to admit that they are wrong about something. Hmm. Okay, now, look at Mars in this chart. It sets up a T-square to those Mercury contacts. Mars rules steel and sharp cutting things, and Mercury rules small, precise instruments and lightweight missiles, as well as arms and hands. So think of this T-square in action as a lethal arrow being discharged, or a poison blow dart, or a throwing blade whizzing past bystanders toward the head of its mark. This is the operation involved here, and from the little bit of reporting we're getting right now, the FBI has known where she's been for nearly the entire time after Jeffrey died and she quote-unquote disappeared from public view, but they chose now to go fetch our wicked witch with her poisonous apples, you know, posing as Snow White, of course, from her new woodland cottage in New Hampshire. Hmm, why now? We can only hope to find out, but it appears that before now wasn't possible because of an immunity agreement. And for all of you law nerds out there, here's a link to the legalese of all that. There's a link here to the lawandcrime.com site talking about um, the statute of limitations and the immunity defense. Now, between you and me, I would lay good odds that this is the final destination ride for Ghislaine, Ghislaine, huh, for Ghislaine and there isn't enough God or country or political favors to keep her from never seeing her freedom and independence again. 
You know why I say that with any confidence? Look at where her Saturn is. Her natal Saturn is 28 degrees, 57 minutes Capricorn. She's on a Saturn return. Remember when I said that Saturn retrograde back in the Capricorn was giving us all a second chance to go back and do something right this time? I don't know if this was a second chance for the FBI and the legal system, or if this is a karmic second chance for Ghislaine's conscience, or both, but all this coming down on her at the moment that transiting Saturn is nearly exact on her natal Saturn for one last time, air quotes, having hell to pay, end quote, is an understatement for anyone being held accountable, Saturn, for their poor choices and behaviors during a Saturn return especially this one. We all know Epstein got off easy by dying before trial and conviction, but Ghislaine won't be that lucky. We'll see how this plays out and why. A planet in its own sign has immensely more power than in any other sign, and with great power comes great responsibility, or consequences, from misusing that power. Saturn has no sympathy for the bed you've made for yourself. Its only interest is in your taking responsibility for your mess and your choices. Ghislaine Maxwell, Neptune and the House of Fog, Fantasies, and Multimedia. Remember that Neptune we mentioned in the beginning and how a few minutes of difference in the accurate time of birth would only change the position of Neptune in her chart and then only increase the emphasis of it in one situation more than the other? Let's look at that now. First, what does Neptune rule in her chart? Neptune rules her 10th house of status, public reputation, and profession or social presence. Translation, who you are to society. Her Neptune is conjunct the fixed star Alfeca and Acrox. Alfeca is known as it for its exaggerated Venusian qualities, which include a heightened expression in arts, literature, and also commerce. Acrox is known for its association with rituals, religion, secret societies, and occultism. We are aware of the arts connection with her, but the secret society connection and rituals provide some juicy speculation here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I would be curious if there were, in fact, some kind of ritualistic, quasi-religious, or secret society thing tangled up in all of this. Listen, if we can have masons who are secretive about their ancient water buffalo handshake and secret squirrel passwords used as a cover for, I don't know, drinking beer and doing volunteer work, I, I don't actually know, I'm guessing here. <laughs> then it isn't impossible that a bunch of ultra-rich and incredibly bored dilettantes and libertines decided to recreate their own secret society in the vein of Salo or the 120 Days of Sodom on Little St. James Island to amuse themselves. After all, when you have more money than you'll ever be able to spend in a lifetime, what is left to want or achieve except for new solutions to your boredom? Following this is a graphic of a movie poster for Salo and a caption that says, this is a horrific and stomach-turning art film. I do not advise anyone watching it for mental health reasons. And I say that with absolute sincerity. 
In my rectified chart for her, her Neptune sits in the fifth house just behind the sixth house cusp. In practice, this is seen as a more exaggerated position for a planet to be in because it fuses both houses together and the approaching of a planet on the entrance to the next house makes its presence as a participant in the next house even more visible. It's like having someone show up for a party. The grand entrance is always more noticeable than after they're inside and moving around the room. Planets sitting at entrances to houses by sitting on the cusp command more attention in your life by default. Ghislaine's Neptune fusing the fifth and sixth would make sense because she fused both sexual sport and work as service as the primary identity and expression in her adult life as Jeffrey Epstein's companion and lady of the house. This makes perfect sense to me. In the recorded time of birth, remember she was born at home so it could be inaccurate by a few minutes and all we need right now is a few minutes of difference to move that Neptune back across the sixth house cusp. Neptune sits more securely in the sixth house. This will reduce the emphasis and give her a subservient or service role as her identity and that would also be true of what we know about her relationship to Jeffrey Epstein but without any of the personal sexual sporting inclinations of her own included. Both can be accurate and we may never know which is the more accurate description of her motivations without being our psychiatrist assigned to assess her. Neptune rules multimedia and this also presents some interesting speculation here. Remember those trying sextiles and inconjuncts to her Neptune that we saw with the eclipse? Here's the chart again so you can take another look at it. Those aspects aren't marked up here because they're of lesser importance than the other ones, but if you have a basic idea how to read aspects, you can see it. Otherwise, just take my word for it and keep reading. And following this is now an image of a bi-wheel chart with the eclipse, the 13 Capricorn eclipse as the inner ring or the center of the chart and her Ghislaine's natal chart as the outer ring. The caption says, Ghislaine carries a T-square with Neptune as the lever for the Moon-Jupiter opposition in her chart. Now, Ghislaine carries a natal Jupiter square Neptune in her own chart. This combination with Gemini rising and the Moon in Leo guarantees that she gets bored easily and lives for fun game and games and parties. In a T-square combination, it means her Achilles heel is the fact that in many ways, she is a perpetual teenager, always falling in love, always looking for the next big thrill, and always living in the hope and promise of dreams that she changes her mind about before she completes anything. She can be tenacious, don't get me wrong, she is tenacious as long as it's just out of reach. She needs the chase, not the realization, to be committed to something. This may be why she stayed with Epstein for as long as she did, with no signs of wanting to leave. He was there, but still just out of reach. If he had ever committed to her, or given her the official relationship status she dreamed of, she would have probably left him in less than six months out of sheer boredom. We'll never know. It's all speculation at this point. One of the other things that is noticeable about this particular T-square in her chart is that it will either make her a notorious and prolific gossip or a performer who loves watching as much as being watched. If we use the recorded birth time, her gossiping nature is compulsive and voluminous. If Neptune sits back and fuses that fifth house with a sixth, 
Then we can expect to see more than a few audio-video recordings that also star her as a performer in them, as well as other folks. Hmm. Now, just a sidebar, if I were Ghislaine, and I had those kinds of AV documents, audiovisual documents, and with her natal chart, I would be hiding them with business documents in the hands of a trusted family friend and or business legal advisor, or in my grandfather's keepsake thing, whatever it is, that's sitting in plain sight in a brother's property. But this is just speculation on my part. Below this is another image. This is two separate wheels side by side. Uh, one is Ghislaine Maxwell's relocated chart in Bradford, New Hampshire. The other one is Ghislaine's natal chart in Maison Lafitte, France. The caption says, Now, want to have some fun? Let's relocate her natal chart to Bradford, New Hampshire, where she was finally arrested. Look at what happens here. Her natal Jupiter, remember Jupiter from that T-square with Neptune and her moon we just talked about? Well, here it is, sitting front and pretty on the relocated Ascendant, and that Neptune just moved a top billing at the top of the chart of the Midhaven. Wow, what a difference a change of location can make. What does this tell us? Well, more than we're going to get into right now, but suffice it to say that with Neptune even more prominent now, we can expect that if there is a multimedia involved or being sought after here, this is what this renewed interest in actively pursuing her for sex crimes is about. With Jupiter on her ascendant in the relocated chart, this brings her natal midhaven and Saturn. Remember, she is on a Saturn return as this is happening. And now that Saturn is on the ascendant of the arrest chart. Saturn is coming along with this for emphasis. And transiting Uranus is on the midhaven of the arrest chart, and it's scoring the natal ascendant and Jupiter and relocated midhaven Jupiter at the same time. Oh my god. Indeed, this arrest was shocking and unexpected, as reported here. If you go to minute 16, 18 seconds in the video link here, it'll take you to a video where they're talking about Ghislaine Maxwell in an audio clip and you can hear her protesting being arrested because she thought she had immunity. If you want to understand what all these immunity business is about and you're not a law nerd, 60 Minutes Australia did an excellent job of explaining it here. And below that is a link to a dailycost.com story with a link to the 60 Minutes Australia video clip about this. So what does her Jupiter rule in her chart? Well, her midhaven of public status in the natal chart and her seventh house of partners and open enemies, as well as her personal identity because of its placement on her relocated ascendant. Below this is an image of a triwheel. The inside wheel are the transits for the arrest. The middle wheel is her relocated to Bradford, New Hampshire chart, and the outer wheel is her natal chart in France. Now, we typically think of Jupiter as blessings, luck, and protection. We don't often think of it in terms of being arrested and facing a life in prison. So how do we make sense of this? Sometimes, with astrology, like life, we have to step back and get more distance from a situation to see the bigger picture. It's entirely possible that this angular and prominent Jupiter presence at the time and location of her arrest 
was a blessing in disguise and a form of protection. It may be that there are forces out there who want whatever information she has to be destroyed permanently, as well as her ability to indicate that it ever existed being gone too. This may be what prompted the FBI to go get her and put her into custody now instead of earlier or later. Word on the street may be that the Sandman was coming to collect her film and audio collection and make sure she never spoke of it again. Well, if there are such things in existence. Or it could be that the entire arrest is to gain access to that collection and destroy it before it appears in court documents and, you know, before she disappears into the balance of a prison at the murderous hands of female convicts who have no mercy for gender traitors who betray the trust of little girls and feed them to sexually predatory men for their own personal amusement or gain. Mm. We shall see. We shall see. In the meantime, some dates to watch with her could be July 16th, 2020, August 16th, 2020, and or the entire week of August 10th, 2020. Poisons or toxins to the system are extremely possible right now. Potentially fatal or lethal allergic reactions are easy to slip past the normal safety checks at this time. August 27th, 2020, September 1st, 2020, and October 5th, 2020. So her chart is getting hit a lot over the next couple of weeks. It will be interesting, and it's been hitting. So the um, arraignment, all the things that are happening since the arrest are all going on top. I just didn't put them in there because we've already been through it. So um, hindsight is not uh, impressive prediction <laughs> and proof of nothing. Um, so, because we're always accurate when we predict history. Um, so uh, we shall see how this goes. Now, our next chart for the next podcast will be dun, 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 Roger Stone. So stay tuned. Um, and again, if you'd like to see the actual charts and the images, you can go to the blog site and, and read the the um, read the blog post and look at the pictures while you're doing it. So if you have any questions uh, or comments, please feel free to leave information for me here on the voicemail or the little message box for the podcast. Um, I am also on Twitter uh, under Down to Earth Astrology. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. And also I'm on YouTube. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be putting this up on YouTube or maybe I will later. Um, but you can certainly subscribe to my YouTube channel and that way you can get updates and posts uh, if something new goes up there as well. So that's it. Be well. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.